What's up, everybody? You're listening to the NBA Outsiders podcast, a sports blog New York podcast, which you can find sportsblognewyork.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, the whole nine. Uh, if you like what you've been hearing, please don't forget to leave a little rating and a review. We'd love to hear back from you guys. This is actually our third ever episode, and it's going to be our Western Conference over-under. So if you didn't hear Eastern Conference over-unders, just go back to sportsblognewyork.com. You can find it there iTunes, like I said before, but check that out because we got some good takes and we got the same crew in the building. The NBA Outsiders are back. John Lucas Duffy, what's up, man? What up, what up? Frank Villani, how you doing? How we doing, PD? Ready to get these Western Conference uh, over-unders a swing. Of course, and last but not least, Justin Babb, your man played some games today, man. Hey, we all he did. You look great. I'm excited. Uh, so, Joel Embiid. Played what? Seventeen minutes. And played fourteen minutes tonight. And he shot Just four seven from three. Seventeen four, seven points. Three. Yeah, so he shot four seven from three. Seventeen points. He had uh, six seven boards, two blocks, uh, and every time down the court, he was yelling, "They can't guard me!" So he, he was he was confident. He was playing with energy. It looked great. Loved it. Uh, how about your man missing like every game ever? playing 30 games last year, coming back in a preseason game yelling, you can't guard me, when he hasn't played in literally so long. I mean, it's true. They, they really cannot guard him, but he's, it's a matter of whether he's on the court to be guarded or not. He's spitting facts, but you're right, Duff. You're so right. And also, because, because I put Bab in a corner before, I'm going to just throw this out there. I'm sorry I put you in that spot, but he actually had 22 points, 7 rebounds on uh, 4 of 9 from the field. Uh, I mean, he just couldn't be stopped. Yeah, he he shot well from the line too. I think he was nine of twelve from the free throw line. Uh, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be dangerous. Like he's got some touch from you know outside of the restricted area, and you know when he's out beyond the arc, he's got some touch. I think my favorite part about him is that he's a real he's a real ass competitor. You know what I mean? Like he ain't backing down from no man. No one. He's he's got the confidence that he's gonna go out there and beat anybody who's guarding him, and uh, and he's got the talent to back it up. I think he's just gotta stay on the court, like we've all been saying. Let's hope he does. Let's hope he does. But this is not an Eastern Conference podcast. This is not a Joel Embiid podcast. And it definitely ain't no Sixers podcast. This is a Western Conference over-unders podcast. Uh, like I said, NBA outsiders are here. Bab, Duff, Pete, and Frank in no specific order. We're ready to spit some fire on these takes on this over-under here. Let's start off with the Sacramento Kings. 27 and a half. This team was clever like a fox in the free agency. Uh, they got some old vets, some old heads, as we like to call them. George Hill, Vince Carter, Zebo. Uh, got some youngins, Darren Fox, Harry Giles. He ain't playing right away, but it's all good. How are we feeling about the Kings? Some hype, but not too much expectations. Bad, but what do you, you go first? Yeah, I'm going to just come out and say I'm going with the under on the Kings. Uh, they won 32 games last year. I just think the talent that they lost in free agency, they lost a ton of guys in free agency, Gay, um, Collison, Aflalo, um, a couple others. But I think the talent they lost in free agency, I don't think they were able to. Uh, get that back in what they added. They added a lot. They had a lot of young pieces, and then, like you said, some some old vets. But uh, no one really too impactful, in my opinion. So I'm going with the under. I think it's going to be a tough season for them. Are you are you hating on old head Vince Carter right now? Listen, Vince Carter has 
done some surprising things. He's almost resurrected his career. I mean, when he was back, he played in the finals. Well, he was on the what was it? The Cavs was for a little bit. No, uh, no. Who was it? Who was he on when he was in the play? Oh, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was. I mean, he was getting buckets from from three, and he had a couple couple dunks. You know, throwback Vince Carter, but. I, I don't think there's, like I said, I don't think there's anyone impactful. It's going to be a tough uh, learning season, getting chemistry with all the new guys. They're, they're not going to win too many games. It's going to be under. Duff, I heard you tickling over there. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be under, too. I'm excited to see De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill, though. That's what I know. I think De'Aaron Fox is crazy athlete, great at finishing around the rim, reminds me a lot of like a lefty Derek Derek Rose with his finishing ability. But I'm really interested to see what Harry Giles could do. He was, I mean, like, I don't expect anything out of him. I think he's going to be talking to a lot of these older players about what his career after basketball is going to be because it's probably just going to be this year and his knees are going to fall off again. But he was the number one rated recruit coming out of high school before he just got his knees chopped off from the, from the knee down. He just doesn't have anything there. So we'll see what he does, but I'm taking on it. Frank? Uh, I disagree. I'm going to have to take a slight over on them. Uh, I really like what they did in the draft this year. Uh, everybody was talking about how they made such a terrible trade getting rid of DeMarcus Cousins. I actually think they got some some pretty good return. I like Justin Jackson, and I like De'Aaron Fox a lot. Um, I'm interested to see what Willie Cauley-Stein's going to do as a starter. Um, I don't see them winning a lot of games, but I can see them winning more more than they're predicted. So you're on the over, Frank. I'm actually going to join Frank on the over 27.5. I think it's going to be slight. I don't think the team's winning a lot of games, but I think 28-29 sounds about right for them. And also, I look at the next team and kind of just gauge who I think is better, and that's the Phoenix Suns. I like the Kings. I think with George Hill and with the guys like Vince Carter, Zebo, who can just balance out the youngins. And this is the name you really got to look out for. I mean, Harry Giles is, is real interesting because you have no idea. But Bogdan Bogdanovich is a rookie coming from overseas. Who, like, they've been wanting this guy to come over for a while. He's been dominant out in Europe. He's a really complete, complete player. I see him getting minutes, uh, if not early, earning them throughout the year. He's a guy to watch. I think he's actually going to be a pretty legit NBA player. I just like a slight over here with the mixture of De'Aaron Fox, George Hill, and some, some old young uh, mix-ups. Because if De'Aaron Fox was a starter, maybe you wouldn't feel so hot. But he's your backup. That's not so bad. I like it. Uh, I like a slight over. You just love anyone named Bogdan Bogdanovich. That's all that is. <laughs> if you listen to yesterday's episode, people, uh, Duff called me out because I was a big Bojan Bogdanovich fan. Or Bojan. But now, now when you say him all at once. like Now, now you're crossed out. Now you don't know. Who now I don't even know. Now I just feel like a bad person. Now you got to love them both. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it moving. We got two overs, two unders to start us up with the Sacramento Kings. Phoenix Suns, 29. Some interesting talent. Uh, Duff, I'll go to you first. What do you think? Hell yeah, you go to me first, because Devin Booker, he's my dude. I don't care if people say he can't play defense. The man scored 70 points in a game last year, so he, he's just a beast. Like They have a ton of scoring from the guard position. They got Eric Bledsoe, Devin Booker, TJ Warren, Brendan Knight, Tyler Ewis. I loved him in college. I really hope he performs well for them. Still don't know what Dragon Bender could do, and obviously – Josh Jackson is going to be a freak on the wings. He's just I, I hope this team runs up and down a lot. I just want a lot of lobs thrown to just Josh Jackson. That's all I want. So you got over? Wait, did I not make a pick? 
Uh, I mean, I don't know if you explicitly yeah, said it. I I'm, think taking, just... I'm taking the under for sure because I just want them to tank and get more prospects. But okay, I'm yeah, because you you know you talked about this is this was my league pass team, so I'm gonna be watching a ton of Suns games. I love it. I mean, they're going to be interesting. They're going to be up and down, scoring a lot of points. But like you said, I don't know if they're going to defend a lot of people this year. Uh, so Duff's on the under. Frank, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Duff on that one. I think they're a little too young. Uh, and that Western Conference is tough. Like, you need to be on your point day in, day out, night in, night out. I don't think they will be. So under, slight under, though. Bab? I'm going slightly over. I kind of like the talent they have. I've always really liked Bledsoe. I think he does a lot of things. Um, I've argued with Duff. I think about this before. I don't know. I, th- I think I don't think Duff's too high on him, but I love Bledsoe. Um, Devin Booker's a great player. I can see them win like 30, 31 games. Not too many more. Western Conference is really tough. Um, and and the one name that was brought up, Jordan Bender. Uh, he's kind of been disappointing so far to this point in his career. I know it's only his second or third year, but I know in the preseason he's averaging 25 minutes a game so far, and he's scoring two and a half points and grabbing like two rebounds. So he's kind of been disappointing. But other than that, you know, Brandon Knight's a good guy to have coming off the bench. I, I'm going over 30, 31 wins for the Suns. Chill, chill out on Bender. He's he's 19 years old. I get it. No, he's let super him young. Let him it's, breathe. He's just been. He had a lot of. He had. I think he had a lot of expectations coming in, and I don't think he's met or come close to meeting any of them so far. Speaking of Dragon Bender, um, Lowry Markkinen was hitting turnarounds and jump shots like against the Cavs in the preseason game the other night, and he looked real good. Dragon Bender hasn't even hasn't shown many signs of even being able to do stuff like that yet, um, like fadeaways and post moves. So he'll get there though. He still shows signs of of, of good NBA skill. So I'm with you, Duff. It's gonna take some time, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the slight under here as well. They're gonna put up some points and they're gonna win some games, but they're also gonna be in just shootouts. So it feels like they compete. Like it feels like they're gonna compete with a lot of teams. Like when they play the Pelicans, they're gonna outrun the Pelicans and just score points where the Pelicans can't. But overall, I think the Pelicans are probably a better team. Like they're gonna win more games. I mean, they're actually a really weird roster. We'll get to them in a little bit. But don't think the Suns can hang with a lot of these teams. They'll hang on offense, and they'll get trashed on defense. I'm a slight under. Duff, why don't you take us on the next one? Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of teams that can run, the L.A. Lakers look like they're going to be a lot of fun this year. Lonzo, obviously an electric factory. Just his whole family is electric. So, Pat, what do you, what do you think about Lonzo, the guy you could have had in Philly where you passed up for Chick-fil-A in there? <laughs> yeah, I really I, – I like Lonzo Ball a lot. I mean, I think he's – a really good guy to have handling handling the ball and kind of running your offense. Um, so with the Lakers, I'm going with the over. Uh, I think Lonzo Ball is going to have a good rookie year. He might he's going to be top two, top three rookie of the year. Might even win it. Um, it's going to be tough with that man Simmons in the Eastern Conference, but uh, I'm going with the over. I think the Lakers have talent. Um, I think they have a good second line coming off the bench. Um, some pieces that have experience and dang and. Um, couple others but yeah i'm going with the over i can see the lakers winning 32 33 games what about what do you guys think well uh what, let me jump in real quick because you didn't even mention you didn't even mention i'm gonna i gotta say it before pete does because this is my boy kyle kuzma kyle oh, kuzma is a beast yeah he's been killing it he's he is just electric in this preseason 
<clears throat> and I'm really excited to see if he actually brings it over to some real games. Uh, but I'm going to take the over with this team. I think they don't have a draft pick, so why not just win games? Like similar to what we were saying about the Nets yesterday. They're young. They want to see what a lot of, like, can Josh Hart contribute? Is Brandon Ingram going to get his shit together after that rookie season? He's still super young, so I believe there's time. And uh, Brooke Lopez is good. People forget that Brooke Lopez is good because he's always hurt and he's played for the Nets. But uh, I'm going to take the over, and I think Lonzo Ball's got a real shot at rookie of the year just because he's going to get so many reps and he's always going to have the ball in his hands. So his stat line is always going to be nice. Yeah, Lonzo's going to be getting assists up the wazoo. I do got to shout out Frank real quick because Frank texted our little group chat while you and Bab were talking right there, and he said, what's the line? And I realized that he didn't know because we didn't say what the line was. But you guys are on the over, and no, we don't know the line yet. So it's 33 and a half. So you guys are all on the, on the over there. What do you actually see that? What number's like over 33 and a half? You're thinking like 35? You're thinking 38, 39? Uh, I'm thinking... 35, 36. Uh, they're definitely not a playoff team. They're definitely not going to be 500, but I just think home court is going to be serious for them because every like even though this team is not that good, the hype everyone's so going to want to see them play. And it's going to be electric in there. The hype is so real. Like If people try to downplay the hype with the Lakers right now, like, oh, they're still going to be trash. Like, I don't care. The hype is legit. Like They are as hyped up of a team in the NBA as anybody else. Like, I'm going to base it off of, say, Knicks tickets because they're already ridiculous. But you do see like the difference of when certain teams come into the, into the into the garden. And I was checking out the packages for the Knicks tickets. And like their premier one that has the Warriors, the Thunder, um, like the Celtics, and the, the Cavaliers includes the Lakers because they're that hype. Like They're that they're, uh, so legit. Lonzo Ball is going to be electric. Uh, I'm excited to watch this team. I picked them as my league pass team, even though they're going to be on a bunch of national, national TV games. But, like, come on, how do you not be excited about this this team? You look at it and you say, all right, they're not going to be that good, but they're going to be running up and down the court. They're going to be taking threes. They're going to be in transition trying to get steals in the passing lane. I'm pumped. I'm going to go with a slight, slight over. It's not going to mean wins, but it's going to mean good basketball for the Lakers in the future. 34-35 wins, slight, slight over. Uh, I'm going to have to agree. I'm taking the over probably a little bit bigger than you. Um, I think best-case scenario, they can win maybe 40 games this year. All anybody talks about that has ever coached Lonzo is how he makes everybody around him better. And uh, that's a team, like we've been talking about, they just have, like, they all of a sudden have a buttload of talent, like Julius Randle, Brooke Lopez, even Jordan Clarkson, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, uh, Kuzma, Ingram, and they even have other young big guys like uh, Zubac, but guys that are... Uh, you know, interesting to see. So, uh, I'm going to take the over, and I think they could. Uh, I think they could push, man. I think they could push pretty hard. I I got to ask one question before Duff takes us to our next one. Is Kyle Kuzma possibly better than Julius Randle right now? Um. Yes. Offensively. Yes, Julius Randle is just going to be a bigger body, and he's still really mobile at the four. But he's not good on defense. He's lost. <laughs> he's too short. Too to slow. Guard. He's too short to guard centers, and he's too slow and like not aware to guard fours. Like he's not good on defense already. Yeah, I think Kyle Kuzma might be a better fit and a better player right now. I'm not kidding. I think Julius Randle. I don't Randall, think that's a bad. That's I not think, a bad take. I think he yeah, would thrive. Him. 
in off the bench too. Like I think Randall would look great next to Tyler Ennis and Jordan Clarkson because they're not guys you want with the ball in their hand all day. And if you put Julius Randall on that unit, he becomes point Randall and he's mad fun. Like that is what should happen by like the second game of the season. They should just be like, all right, Kuz is legit. He can shoot and spread the floor. Let Julius Randall go crazy in the second unit. That's fun. And I think just for fun, they should make it his job to lose just because everyone loves him. They're already chanting his name at the Staples Center. Why not? Right? Like, literally, that that would be so hype. Imagine opening night, they announce it, and you heard it on the NBA Outsiders. That's what it is. I'm with you. And then, but that's enough That's enough on the Lakers. Let's move on to these Dallas Mavericks. Lines at 35 and a half. Frank, let's go to you first. How you feeling? How you feeling about Dallas? Um, I'm gonna take an over on Dallas. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki. I don't know. I feel like if he thought they wouldn't contend for a playoff spot, he would retire. I think he's made that clear in the past. So I believe in Dirk. Um, I really like Dennis Smith Jr. I think he really fell to them. They kind of stole him. Uh, Harrison Barnes proved that he can be pretty close to one man. Uh, and they just have a bunch of pieces on that team that, if healthy, I think can win around 40 games. So I'm going to take the over on the Mavericks. Oh, uh, I'm going to jump in there and say I, I I feel you, Frank. And, and another thing I think you need to mention here is that Rick Carlisle does not coach to lose basketball games. Like, he just doesn't. It's not in his DNA. It's not in the Mavericks' DNA. Like, Mark Cuban has made it clear. He's like, we are going to compete all year long, and if it's the last week of the season and we're down and we're out and we're completely to the bottom, like maybe you do a little something-something, you check out the young guys a little extra. You know, he's been pretty clear about that. This team's going to try to win games. they got a decent system, decent talent. Seth Curry's actually a little underrated in my opinion. Uh, but I'm going to go slight, slight over, 36-37. Yeah, I'm going to – I'll jump in. I'm going with a slight under – I do like the Mavericks. I think they have a lot of talent, um, especially in their first line. But I just think it's so tough to win games and kind of be a contender with a rookie point guard because I think that's the most important position in the NBA. And there's a big learning curve because you have to do so much run the offense. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is a good player. They got a good value out of him um, in, with that pick. But uh, it's, it's going to be a learning season for him. And I could just see them they're, they're gonna be a slight under. I could see them winning um you know 33 34 games I'm definitely with the under on that I think Dennis Smith Jr. he's gonna be handling the ball a lot he is a great pick and roll guard so so it seems he's very comfortable in the pick and roll and Carlisle loves the pick and roll the NBA in general loves it so he could. He's a definite candidate for Rookie of the Year just because he's going to have the ball in his hands, make a lot of decisions. But I don't think they're going to get much out of Dirk. I don't think they're going to get much out of Harrison Barnes. But I do expect Nerlens Noel to have a good year because a lot of people have given up on him and people, like he got traded away from Philly and then it seemed like everyone forgot about him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stepped up, had a big year. You know what, Duff? You just reminded me of something, and I wrote about this. I think. A, oh my long time ago on sportsblognewyork.com uh i basically wrote how these young guys the one and done idea feels old to us like it feels like it's been around for so long but in the grand scheme of the nba like it's relatively new and if you think about someone like nerlens noel he wasn't one of the first one and dones but he was early on in this you know one and done society of, of the nba 
he's still super young. And, like, it feels like he's been around for so long already. And he just hasn't been. Like, he has a lot to prove, a lot to learn, a lot to get better at. Like, big guys don't get good a lot until 27, 28, uh, even 29. So, I'm with you. I think he can have a good year. And this is going to be tough for them to find wins in the West. Like, think about also, I got, I just looked, I'm looking at the next team, like the Memphis Grizzlies, right? They, their team, like, look at Chandler Parsons, right? Doesn't it feel like he's been around forever? Yes. It, yes. It, it, and he's always time. in the news because with Nerlens, it was like, oh, is he going to get moved? Chandler, it's will he stay healthy? Right. And will he stay healthy? And, like, how old is, is Chandler Parsons? How old 20, does he feel, too? 29. 28? I guess. I would guess 28, yeah. Well, the moment of truth, why I Google Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons, 28. All right. And it feels like, he, it. if you told me, like, I mean, he feels like he's been around forever. But I don't know. It's just His weird. Name, but he was also on those those great uh, Florida teams with, like, Joe Kim Noah when Billy Donovan was there, and they went back-to-back. So, I mean, his name has been out there since he was 18, basically. Right. It's, it's interesting. Well, anyway, we're on to the Memphis Grizzlies. The number is 37 and a half. They're kind of a weird team. Got Mike Conley, got Marcus All. Other than that, they're they're hoping on Chandler Parsons. So, not too much expectations. What do you guys think? I'm I'm going to take the under. This team lost their grit and grind identity, and I I just don't think this team is going to be exciting at all. Like they they never were exciting. They always kind of were a chore to watch. And now I think it's going to be even worse. Even though the coach is the man. Bad. What do you think about the Grizz? Yeah, I agree with Duff. Um, I like the Grizzlies. I mean, they have a ton of guys on their roster with, like, experience going into the playoffs, and I think that's important. But um, they just – they did – they lost uh, Randolph, and uh, I think Conley and Gasol can win them games, but uh, I think their line's pretty high, 37.5. So I'm going with the under, probably 35. Uh, not too far under 35, 36 games. Right. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with both of you guys. I'm going to take a very slight over. Uh, I really like Mark Fisdale. I know someone chatted him out before. Um, I think he's a really good coach. They have some like intriguing dudes that got time in the playoffs last year and played pretty well, like uh, Wayne Selden and um, one of those twins from Kentucky. I'm forgetting the name right now. Harrison, Andrew Harrison. Yeah, Harrison, and they both look pretty decent in the playoffs. Um, I think Chandler Parsons, if he's healthy, can have a bounce-back year. Marcus Saul's an all-star center, and Mike Conley is like a slept-on point guard. Um, I think this team can win 40 games, definitely. I think still in this Western Conference, like right now, Mike Conley is, I mean, saying this is just for the Western Conference, but I think he's like a sixth-best point guard in the league and that's all in Western Conference pretty much. Uh, like, top five in the Western Conference, maybe. So you got Steph Curry, Russ Westbrook. You got Chris Paul, Dame Lillard. And then, like, Mike Conley's right. Like, he's in that conversation for Western Conference. I mean, think about it. Would you consider James Harden a point guard? I would have. La- like, I did last year. Last year, James Harden was a point guard, and you couldn't tell me anything else. But now that there's actually another point guard playing next to him, I'll put him back at the two, for argument's sake, you know? But Fair. in the grand scheme of things, Mike Conley, I have him as my number five point guard is still in this league. I think Marcus Gasol is still fantastic. They will win games because of those two. Uh, but a 37.5 is tough. 
what I'm doing here is thinking about the Mavericks and the Pelicans as the two teams surrounding the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies can be a little better than both of those, so I'm going to pick a slight over. I'm with Frank. Frank, we, Frank, we actually have every pick the same so far. Hey, boy. Let's start an island connection. Hey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's keep on, this moving. On to the next. We got the New Orleans Pelicans. We got the leader of the Charles Barkley fan club, as everyone knows, and Boogie Cousins. Bab, what you thinking about your boy, Boogie? Uh, I mean, I, I like Boogie. I know he's had some, like, personnel issues with people coaching him, and um, that organization's kind of been... Uh, when, he, or when he was on the Kings, the organization was a little bit of a mess. But I think he'll do good on the Pelicans. I don't know how well him and Anthony Davis will gel. I mean, that's two huge guys kind of clogging up the center. But AD can step out. And I have them at the over. I think that the talent they have on that team, if the, the big kind of X factor is Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a really – he was an all-star point guard. He's a good player. If he can stay healthy because he's had the injury bug a little bit the last couple of years – um, they're going to be a good team, even in the West. So I, I have them at the over. I like I like the Pelicans. They're an interesting team. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to step in here and disagree and just say like I, I couldn't disagree more. Um, Demarcus Cousins is like their best shooter, um, and outside of him and Anthony Davis, like I don't trust Drew Holiday to go out there and consistently give me buckets. And like besides those three guys, like. What exactly do they have? I personally can't name most of those guys. So uh, I'm going to have to go under. I'm going hard under. I think this is one of the worst teams in the uh, in the West. I'm with Frank because I think, Frank, we talked about this, and I was all on board. I I forget. I, looked, I actually looked it up one day, and DeMarcus Cousins actually had their best uh, three-point field goal percentage last year. He was basically tied with Drew Holiday, but like you said, Drew Holiday was hurt a lot. DeMarcus Cousins is their best floor spacer, possibly. That is not good. Like That's not a good thing at all. Uh, Andy Davis can step out, and he shoots a lot of long, long two-pointers. That's not good. He shoots like 30%, maybe even lower from three. Um, even though he can shoot him better, maybe he will. This is a weird roster. Like, Rajon Rondo. Solomon gonna, Hill, bro. Like, Solomon Hill's going to rain on these fools. Uh, when you're throwing <laughs> me Dante Cunningham's and Etwan Moore's and, and, and Perry Jones, like, yeah. Oof. It's a weird roster, and Boogie should never be the best shooter on a team. Oh, Onda. I'm yeah, riding with, for, I'm riding with Frank. Sure, <laughs> it's for sure weird, and Dante Cunningham is definitely an undersized four, masquerading as a three. I, I, I love don't even dude. know what that means, Nova but I agree. Guy. Big Nova dude, but I, I could see this team just getting out of the gate pretty slow and just Rondo... Davis and Cousins doing all the work for them, but they're still losing games, and they wind up like seven and twenty-one by December, and then they just like, all right, they put Boogie on the block, and they just trade him, and then it's and then it's after they trade him, the lock or the under is pretty much a lock. So I'm gonna take Boogie. You think Boogie's gone already? I think if they can't figure it out, there's no reason to keep him really, and then Anthony Davis is just gonna be stuck in limbo with this horrible team, and then. The coach, who's, who's, he's probably going to get fired if that happens too. So I, I, I could see this team just being a total shit show. And by the way, I just stat-checked myself. I know we don't always do that. But DeMarcus Cousins shot 37% from three last year. And that was the highest on the team. That's not, bad. not great. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Um, <laughs> well, let's, let's keep moving. Duff, you made your pick there. You said slide over. 
I took I took the hard under. Oh, I was oh. I already have Boogie. Boogie's already traded. That's what happens already when traded you to the check. Wizards or something. That's what happens when you stat check. I deserve that. My apologies. But let's keep it moving. Two on to the next team. The Utah Jazz. Forty one is their number. Uh, Duff, because I just cut you off and didn't pay attention to you. You should you should go first. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. For people who don't know out there, this is Pete's second favorite team. And I, there was a good portion. I think it was about a year in college. I, I pretty much straight up stole your Utah Jazz hat because it was so fire. Thank you. Pissed, I'm pissed I didn't wind up keeping that. But uh, I was down for a trade if you gave me one of your good hats. Like I know you got good hats. We just need a we, trade. That, that trade might still happen. Um, the, they're set to be exactly 500. I'm actually going to take the over on them. I think Rodney Hood had some great numbers when Gordon Hayward wasn't on the floor with him last year, and he's obviously not going to be on the floor this year because he's in Boston. And I could really see Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Gobert dominating on both ends of the floor and Rodney Hood just going off this year. So I, I'm actually going to take the over, and I think it could be pretty sizable over like 45, 46 games. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I'm going to have to take a slight over. Um, I mean, they lost their alpha. I know, you know, Pete loves their system and loves Quinn, uh, understandably so. Um, I really don't see either Rodney Hood or Alec Burke stepping up as much as Gordon Hayward did, and I still don't see Rudy Gobert being anything more than he is on offense right now. I think that's kind of his capabilities, unless maybe a point guard can maximize this potential even more. I don't know, but I'm not really uh, putting too much faith in Ricky Rubio either. But they do play solid defense. Rudy Gobert should be Defensive Player of the Year this year. So I'll take a slide over. Rudy Gobert will not be Defensive Player of the Year as long as Kawhi Leonard is playing. I was going to say, don't you dare say Joel Embiid already. (laughs) No, 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 no. I, I think Kawhi Leonard is the premier all-around player in the league. Um, but defensively, I mean, he's he's a beast. Um, that being said, I do have the Jazz at a slight over as well. I think they're a little bit better than 500. Um, their bigs are good. Gobert is a – they're going to be a defensive team. Gobert is really good. Um, defender limited a little bit offensively. And I think Rubio is a good – a decent point guard, not one of the best, but yeah, I think they're a little bit better than 500, maybe 42, 43 wins. Well, but. I, I, I'm really sad that you, none of you guys brought this up, and I have to. I don't know if you guys know or not, but Dante Exum is out for a while. Oh, yeah, you told us that yesterday. Dante Exum hurt I didn't bring it up because I, I personally don't think it affects them as a team. Wow! Yeah, I don't think shade. My man was about to have a breakout year, and I've been saying, I've been saying that. Had him for the past three years. Yo, he he, last year was his real sophomore season, right? Because he missed his whole entire second season, Uh, and he started showing signs, and he played real minutes in the playoffs. Like he was in the rotation, he was effective, he was a good defender, and he athletically is right there with any guard in the league. He just wasn't refined yet. Still super young. Hopefully he comes back. It's a sad, like, freak injury, like a, a shoulder injury like that. But whatever. Moving on from him, because now we got to deal with 41 for the Jazz. Uh, I'm going to take an over as well, as you guys explained. How could I not take the over after you guys all talked me up as a Jazz fan? Um, they got Bo Jangles. Joe Ingles is, is a real good player, and he's a good defensive player. Rudy Gobert is possibly, you know, He's possibly the best center in the league. He's easily a top three center in the league. I actually have him at number one in my rankings. 
So I expect great defense from them. And all these younger teams, like the Suns and the Kings, like they'll steal wins from the Blazers. Or they'll maybe they'll steal a game from the Timberwolves. The Utah Jazz are gonna stymie those teams. Like they're gonna shut them down as long as they could put some some uh, balls in the hoop, which I think they can with the mixture of Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, great rookie. I'm on the over. They're a play- playoff team as well, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, the next team we got a uh, Portland Trail Blazers, definitely a playoff team. Their line set at 42 and a half. This one is a little interesting because me and Frank got a little side bet going. Frank, you want to tell the people about the bet and then make your pick? Uh, yeah, so I think Damian Lillard's going to be an all-star this year. Uh, he's been snubbed two years in a row. He had a phenomenal end to last season. Again, kind of like last year, just balled out after they didn't pick him. But I think maybe this time, you know, like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. This time maybe you'll be ready for it. Um, I really like the Trailblazers in general, though. CJ McCollum gets buckets and breaks ankles. I think he, like, breaks more ankles than anybody in the NBA right now. It's pretty impressive. Are you um, just saying that because he dummied uh, Justin Jackson? No, I'm not even kidding. Like, that dude makes people stumble pretty frequently, like, won a game, which is pretty damn impressive. Um, That's why they I call like him their... CJ the DJ. Yeah, boy. Um, I really like their pickup of um, Nurkic from Denver. I think he's a solid piece on their team. I think he makes Damian Lillard a little bit better because he gives him another uh, another option to go to in playmaking. Um yeah, I just I, I like the tra- uh, the Trailblazers and Damian Lillard. I'm gonna take a slide over on them. Definitely a playoff team. Uh, I'm gonna take also the over. Obviously, you got Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, one of the best one-two combos. Like in a lot of other years, this would be an elite one-two combo, but just the way the league is now, it's it's like maybe the fifth best backcourt right now in, in the West just because, or maybe like the third. I don't know. But Ooh. I'm really looking for Nurkic to, to make a big leap here and really help the team out. And I think they got a lot of depth at the big man position with Ed Davis, Myers Leonard. And I think Evan Turner is going to be a great second unit guy. It only can't, like, the only thing that matters is do you consider Paul George a backcourt player? Like, is he a two guard or a three for you? Uh, I guess... Well, you got to put him or Melo at the two, and I think if you put either one of them there, it's better than Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum or with Russell Westbrook. I think I guess technically Roberson might be the two, but say we, nah, fuck that. We but, don't. We don't give, he doesn't count. Yeah, let's throw let's throw PG you air, in there. You airball free throws like you don't count. <laughs> let's throw. <laughs> Go farm some donkeys with Dwight Howard. <laughs> let's throw C.J. to D.J. and Dame up against Chris Paul, James Harden, Stephen Clay, Russ, and Paul George. And I don't think there's any other duo in the West that competes. The only other duo in the league that competes is Bradley Beal and John Wall. For yeah. sure, those two. If you want to throw yeah. in Kyrie, if you want to make Gordon Hayward as an exception back there, maybe them, but not even. So, yeah, it, yeah. they're yeah. good. CJ and Dame are good. Um, I'm with you guys. I am on a slight, slight over. I could also see them being 500 or 42, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I root for the Portland Trailblazers. I love CJ and Dame. Um, they're going to take over and look to be alphas this year. So I think they're going to get a slight, slight over. Yeah, this is going to be back-to-back where we all agree on the over. Damn. Um, I'm going to take the over, too. I think Lillard, um, he, he is pissed off that he hasn't been an all-star. Um, and he, I think, deservedly so. I think he is one of the better point guards in the league, especially 
paired with McCollum, who's good too. And then their bench. You mentioned some of the players on their bench. They have a lot of good players off their bench that can come in and do some things for them. Um, you said Turner at Davis, Myers Leonard. Um, Shabazz Napier was kind of weird in Miami. I think he can get it, you know, go in and get buckets. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the over. I could see them winning 44, 45 games, making playoffs, doing some things. Wow, the, the, the and they're going to be fun, man. The Trailblazers are another team that I know will be checking out on League Pass because they they can compete with anybody, you know. Like on any given night, the Blazers can yeah. come out and go toe to toe with the Warriors, and that's what makes them so fun. But that's what makes it so hard for them to have sustained success because Dame and CJ got to do it night in and night out. But let's you're right. Thing. Those two could go off and be any team in the league by themselves if they just go unconscious. Legit, like they. There are two people that just heat up and don't get stopped. But let's keep this thing moving. Los Angeles Clippers, 43 and a half. Uh, I'm going to preface this one by saying I really like this team, and I think uh, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, they don't want to see the, this Clippers team in the playoffs because I think Chris Paul, he brought the bad juju with him to Houston, and the Clippers and Blake Griffin and Danilo Gallinari, if they happen to be healthy at the right times, I just don't want to see this team. They got buckets. They got some grit with uh, Patrick Beverly and DeAndre Jordan. And now Milos Tildos is going to be dropping dimes. That being said, I'm on a slight under. I just hope they make the playoffs because I want to see them in the playoffs. I am hyped for my boy Milos. I'm hyped. Did you hear what uh, – I forget who on his team said uh, – I think it was Sam Decker. was talking about Milos. And he came over from, I think, the Russian League. Was he playing for Moscow? Yes. Yeah, so Sam Decker – Said this dude can't. He he's been eating cheeseburgers for breakfast. Cheeseburgers with an S, multiple cheeseburgers, just banging on the door in and out, trying to get his four by four animal style. And I, I'm I'm definitely gonna take the over because I think they're gonna be a lot of fun. Pbev is gonna give them a lot of grit. They finally got the the small forward they needed in Danilo Gallinari. And as long as Blake Griffin stays healthy, oh my god, I can't believe we're saying it again. As long as he stays healthy. They will definitely hit this over. If they are healthy, they're hitting the over. But if I told you that Danilo and Blake Griffin both played 60 games, you'd probably be like, all right, that's not bad. And they might be like 500. You know, it's just so close. We're splitting hairs. I hope they're good, too. I hope they hit the over. If, if they both get if they get 60 games out of those two, I think I think it's an over. I would hope. That would be a lot of fun. Frank, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to have to agree. I'm taking a slight over. Um I really like Blake Griffin. I think he gets to take a step up, have a little bit more usage now that Chris Paul doesn't need to be like a ball-dominant guard for them. Uh, I like Milos. Uh, I feel like NBA heads have been waiting to see Milos for a little while now, so it's cool to get to see him come over. Uh, DeAndre Jordan still one of the better two-way centers in the league. Uh, we all know he can't shoot free throws, but, you know, that's whatever. He's good enough defensively to make up for that. Uh, like you said, Danilo gets buckets. Pretty interesting. Doc Rivers, still a really good coach. Um, I'm taking the slight over. Doc are Rivers? we sure Doc Rivers yeah. is a good coach? I was going to say that too. And we, we, <laughs> we are sure that he's not a good GM. Oh, yeah, that sure. just doesn't work in basketball. Just, coach GM just does not happen. There's too much responsibility. Yeah. I mean, I mean, also with him, like, I don't want to crap on his son, but like, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> a little bit of nepotism going on there too, and that that doesn't help anybody. Yes. I don't have respect for him until he sends Austin Rivers down to the G League. But he, <laughs> to be fair, he is a pretty good defender. So he's definitely yeah. an NBA player. I was gonna say I don't think Austin Rivers is a G League player. When he traded for him, that was 
ridiculous. It was a little was egregious. Trash in New Orleans. A little egregious. Hey, uh, Bab, yeah. what do you got? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going over too. I like this team. I like the lineup. Um, I've always loved watching Blake Griffin play. He's an exciting player to watch, and he's been able to develop a touch shooting the ball the last couple of years, which I helps. I think helps them space the floor because DeAndre kind of just clogs it, but. It's not really a problem when DeAndre's shooting like 75%, 78% from inside five feet. So, um, but, yeah, I, I I hope they hit the over. I see them hitting the over. Um, they're going to be a fun team to watch, and I think a lot of other teams are going to be wary of facing them in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get twisted. I picked the under, but I really hope I'm wrong. Because, like, I love Jeroen Evans. He's their third-string point guard. He's probably not going to get too much time, but, you know, over a long season maybe he does. They even got Lou Williams off the bench. They picked up Montrezl Harrell and Sam Decker, like we mentioned before, in the the trade for with Chris Paul. This is a nice little roster, and it just hinges so heavily on Danilo and Blake. But, goddamn, they can be a lot of fun. But let's keep it moving. LA Clippers, we got three overs and an under. Now, one of the most interesting teams in the league, in my opinion. The Vegas showed it off with this over-under line. They're expected to be the sixth best team. Am I counting that right? Three, four, five, yeah, six. There you go. Uh, 45 and a half for the Denver Nuggets. Um, Frank, I'll go to you first. What do you got? 45 and a half on the Nuggets. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the Nuggets. Uh, I love picking up Paul Millsap. Uh, Nikola Jokic is like just super entertaining to watch. Young big from Europe just can do everything. Um, they have good guard play. Jamal Murray, uh, Emmanuel Moutier, Gary Harris just signed a big deal, which uh, which honestly, like I don't know why, but it makes me more confident in him to see that the Nuggets are that willing to, to lock him up. Uh, um, Wilson Chandler still gets buckets. Uh, it's just a good team that can score with anybody in the NBA. Uh, so I'm going to go with an over on them. Definitely a playoff team. Yeah, I'm- I'm going to agree with Frank. Slight over for me. I think they're pretty explosive um, offensively. Got a lot of players that can do a lot of things. Um, Off the bench, their bigs, the Manimal and Mason Plumlee, are really good, in my opinion. Um, So I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, team to kind of be reckoned with. And they're going to hit the over on that slightly. I think, what was it? It was, you said, 45 and a half. Uh, I still win in 47, 48 games. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the, the under here. I I don't know what it is. I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't know <laughs> what it is. But something about Moutier, I, I don't, I'm not buying it. I just – Jamal Murray is definitely good. He can shoot it. Gary Harris, love that he signed the deal. He shot like 42% from three last year. Really efficient scorer. Really like him. Obviously the joker. He's going to be – Dishing from the post. It'll be a lot of fun to watch, but I'm going to take the slight under. I still think they're a playoff team, but I think it's going to be like 43-44 wins for this team. I I I think I just I'm looking at this roster right now, and I think they have the two best big passers in the league. Like Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic. Name a better passer at center and power forward. Mark, you're talking, like, you're talking about like on the same team? Yeah, oh, no, just like in general. Like, What power forwards and centers pass with those guys? I think Gasol's a really good passer. Yeah. I think Gasol's one of the better, bigger, better big 
been passers in the league. Definitely Marcus All. Honestly, Blake Griffin's a decent passer. Um, point forward, bro. Yeah, point forward. Like, but like, who else? Who else is this guy? Like Zaza's a good passer, but he's not like a nickel Jokic passer. Uh, you know, like these. This guy slings the most ridiculous passes. This offense is legit. I think they have fourteen guys on this roster who can earn, like who should be getting minutes. And obviously, you can't give fourteen guys minutes all the time. But even when I tell you. Emmanuel Mudiay, Malik Beasley, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Those are three guys who are technically third string on their roster. Now, you know, they don't, they only have one small forward by trade, so Juancho will probably get some minutes there. They have a really deep team. I think Fareed gets phased out. I don't think he has a, enough to offer with this team. Um, I think Mason Plumlee needs to be big for them. I'm going to go just like the Clippers. I love this team. They're one of my teams to watch. Can't wait. But slight under. I don't see them having the defense, and... They need to find the combo, and they need to find the point guard like Duff alluded to. So I'm with you, Duff. Slight, slight under. Still a playoff team. And I don't want to see them in the playoffs either, honestly. They can put up buckets. Well, I'm happy to hear you're going to be on the right side of history with me, taking that under. Uh, next team we got up, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the win set at 48 and a half. And speaking of coaches, are we sure Tibbs? Are we sure Tibbs is good? I don't think is so. Mr. Tibbs is a good head coach? I'm not sure. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Oh, God. Frank. Why are you sure, Frank? Fr- may, uh, can I preface Frank's answer by saying he's a huge that Bulls team backer? Like, the whole team. He loves them. Uh, I mean, it's fine, impressive. They, they, pushed, uh, they pushed young LeBron to his limits. It's an impressive team. So that still makes Tibbs a good coach? Yeah, he, he maxed... Dude, without Tibbs, there is no Joe Kim Noah and possibly no Jimmy Butler. So what's he going to do or for the Derek, Timberwolves? Well, I mean, Derek Rose. Down. So the, qu- the question is, what's he going to do for the why Timberwolves? Do you, yo, why, do you think, why do you think Jimmy Butler is so willing to be a Timberwolves? Like, why, why do you think this guy is so hyped to be there? Because Tibbs was his man. Once they let Tibbs go, his first complaint was that they uh, that they didn't work hard enough under Hoiberg. Like Tibbs is known to work his players hard, so they're locked in. Carl Anthony Towns, special talent, top two center in the league. Right now? Um and, and yeah, right now. Wrong. Um Andrew Wiggins finally needs to take that step forward. Uh I think having an elite wing on his team like Jimmy Butler helps him take that step. Uh I really like this team. I'm taking a slight over. I can see them winning like fifty, fifty one games. Alright, well I'm gonna jump in now because just cause I was kind of commenting back and forth with Frank there for a minute. I want this. There's another team that I want to be good, not as much as the Nuggets and Clippers. I'm kind of pulling for them a little more for whatever reason, but I just think they're still a year away from like really taking off. Jimmy Butler is going to be the only reason they win close to 48 games. Like if this team didn't have Jimmy Butler on it, it's not a playoff team yet. Like if they didn't do that trade and they still have Ricky Rubio and they're basically the same team they had last year, like I don't think it's a playoff team in the West. So Jimmy Butler brings them to 46, 47, but I got the under because they're like they're just not there yet. Wiggins and Towns like don't understand defense yet. So Tibbs needs to work some magic. He needs to get them, you know, playing team defense and shooting some threes. Like they need to spread the floor. That's going to be tough for them. But I'm excited to watch them. Of course, they're going to be super super fun. Kind of a weird roster with the backups, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm an under here. Yeah, I'm uh I'm going to agree with Pete, so I'll jump in. I really hope this team does well. I love the pieces they have. 
I do think they might still be a year away from really exploding. Um, but they have so much talent with Butler, Wiggins, and just Towns. Um, I'm going to say that, I mean, you guys are probably all going to disagree with me. Carl Anthony Towns, best player on that team. Uh, oh, my gosh. So, yep. Very well. I agree with Frank. I think he's the top two center in the league right now. Oh. He is so good. His talent is unreal. Uh, that all being said, uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be under slightly. Um, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I wait, can wait. see them. Can I just ask a question? Like, if Carly Towns was a top two center right now, like he has the absolute tools to be a top two center. He has absolute tools to be the best player in the league, honestly. But he's just not there yet. Like he doesn't have a refined game on both ends of the floor just yet. Like he's a freak talent. Maybe his talent level is number one or number two as center. But like you're, you're like. What he's going to do for winning basketball games is not what Rudy Gobert can do for a team. Not even what um, Boogie does for a team. And I don't think Nikola Jokic either. Like I think Jokic is a better player than Colony Towns right now. He's more fun. I, I think That's he's a cute opinion, bro. I think he's better than all those players you just named. Like, I, think, I think Towns will be better than all those players. But he's 21. Like He's mad young. He's, he's years away from like even coming close to his potential. Like, he has a lot to learn. I don't know. Which I just, is scary. Jimmy Butler is easily the best player on the Timberwolves, by the way. Easily. I agree with that. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is better than Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is like, he's probably one of the best two-way guards in the entire league. And like, um, but, but that being said, Carl Anthony Towns is one of the only centers in the league who averages more than one three make a game, which makes him an elite shooting big. And he also just, he's unguardable. He's straight up unguardable. Like, he is not as good a passer as Jokic, but he's a better scorer, and he's a better scorer than anybody else you mentioned on that list, without a doubt. And he can block shots. He's not a good team defender, but he still uh, he still gets the numbers. Yeah, but like numbers on defense, like blocks can be super misleading. Is my point like that? Like I, all- no, I I just conceded that. But I'm saying like, and then in terms of like. Just putting up numbers like that guy's gonna be the second best center in the league this year. We're talking about over unders on team wins, and like that's why I'm out on it this year on on their over. But like, I mean, he can prove me wrong, and they can be a super stout defensive team. And maybe that's the influence of Jimmy Butler. Maybe it's Tibbs actually getting these guys for a couple of years now. Um, I hope it works. I just think there's guys who are ahead of him from the phys- from the mental standpoint. Duff, you've been quiet. What do you got? Uh, I got the I got the under. They won 31 games last year. The over under set at 48 and a half. So they have to win 18 more games this year than they did last year to hit the over, and that would be a monstrous, monstrous jump. So just for that reason, I'm gonna take the under. But I do think Carl Towns by the end of this season could really be the best player on that team because. Towards the end of his rookie season, he was averaging like 23 and 10. And then at the end of last season, he was like 25 and 13 or 28 and 13. And then I think this year he's going to come out the gate still averaging like almost 30 and 15. And by the end of the season, I think he might like last two months of the season, he really could be averaging like 30 and 15, just be an absolute monster. But I am a little worried about Tibbs just in general. Just I, I just don't think he's a modern NBA coach. He loves defense and grit. And when everyone's moving to pace and space and Wiggins still thinks of himself as the number one option, which is a little scary considering he's playing with Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. 
So I, I'm I'm going to take the under with them. I feel you, Duff. I think you brought up some good points, especially that Andrew Wiggins points is interesting. I uh, was thinking about it today. Like I think Kevin O'Connor wrote an article about Wiggins, like accepting his role on the team, and he has to realize that right now he's he's not an all around superstar. You know, like he's not. A, a team carrier yet, but Jimmy Butler is a team carrier. I think it's un- insane that you guys think Towns is going to be a more impactful basketball player than Jimmy Butler this year, uh, as far as wins are are concerned. I think that's insane. We talked about it just yesterday, or maybe in the first episode, that Jimmy Butler is one of the few guys in this league who puts teams on his backs and carries them to the playoffs. We needed to learn from Anthony Davis. Like Anthony Davis has been putting up ridiculous numbers and being a top notch defender on a team that made one playoff and didn't win a game. Like, Towns is putting up the numbers. He looks the part. He's going to be fantastic, but he's not a winning basketball player, like, super winning basketball player just yet. He's he's halfway there. He's only played two seasons. Do you not think it's even possible for him to be the best player on this team by the season's end? Maybe by the season's end, but absolutely not right now. And my, my bet would be that Jimmy Butler is still the man on that team. I mean, I, I respect that opinion. I don't even know who I think is the best player right now. And I think that kind of just speaks to how good Carl Towns is. But I, if either, if you pick either one, like obviously Butler has more history and more games and he's proven more. But I don't know, probably probably now that we're saying this, he's going to come out and just average like 30, 10, and 10. Just we're, <laughs> he's going to hear the NBA Outsiders podcast. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think either pick, I don't think you can go wrong with either pick, honestly. Like for sure, and it's great to have two guys like that on your team. Yeah. Speaking of it, this is the NBA Outsiders podcast. We haven't stopped for a little break uh, just yet. We've been going hard on these, uh, well, not Eastern, these Western Conference over-unders. But you're listening to the NBA Outsiders. You're listening to a sports blog, New York podcast. It's on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You know where to find it, SoundCloud, anywhere you find podcasts nowadays, as well as on sportsblognewyork.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at sportsblognyc. Shout out to NBA Outsiders, and if you so kindly feel like a good person, go on to iTunes and tell us what you think about this very podcast. Takes 30 seconds, hit some stars, maybe five if you feel feel like that's a good number. Tell us what you think. Shout out the NBA Outsiders, shout out SBNY Podcast. We love to hear back from you guys. We actually got another review today, shouting out the NBA Outsiders. I will pull it up while we keep going through and read it at the end. But that's from a good friend of the show, so we'll read that later. Uh, Duff, take us on our next our next trip. Our next trip and our favorite rocket ship is going to Oklahoma City for the Thunder. The brand new trio. Everything's about the big three now. The brand new big three in Oklahoma City. Wait, Duff, it's, can I cut you off for a second? What's up? You just texted into our chat a good idea, and I think we should pounce on it. So you said let's spend less time on the Spurs and Warriors and more on the Thunder and Rockets. How about let's just do the Spurs and Warriors first? Let's go out of order for the last four. All right, I feel that. So start, yeah, all right. Go Spurs, so, 54. Spurs, since, since you got to fuck me up like that, I'll go first because champions adjust. <laughs> Spurs uh, set at 54 and a half. They won 61 games last year, and the roster really didn't change at all except Jonathan Simmons left and Rudy Gay came in. And Pop is just that good where I can see Rudy Gay, even after his torn Achilles, becoming like the comeback player of the year and just really buying into their system because he knows he's got to prove to the rest of the league he can still play. So I'm going to take the over. I don't think they get to 60 wins, but I'm going to take the over. I can never yeah. agree with you. 
You got it. You got it. I, I, I was going to agree with him as well. So, I mean, Pop is the best coach we've seen in our lifetime. And I don't even think that's a debate. Um, maybe in any sport. He is unbelievable. Uh, he turns garbage into gold. And I'm just so confident in him. Like you said, they won 61 games last year. Not much change. Kawhi Leonard's just going to keep getting better. Um, yeah, I'm going with the over. They're going to be a really, really fun team. They're going to go deep in the playoffs. Um, yeah, they're, they're a good team. Team to watch out for. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree uh, more. Um, I love Kawhi Leonard. Probably one of the best two-way players in the league, if not the best. Um, maybe LaMarcus Aldridge finally his best year as a spur. He really needs that. Uh, Pau Gasol, still good NBA player. Uh, like you said, Rudy Gay, I think he could bounce back. He's one of the best players. Um, I was worried about their point guard situation with aging Tony Parker coming off of like a pretty bad injury. Patty but, Mills, um, though. I actually like Patty Mills. Yeah, I think Patty Mills is um, Don't sleep on at that point in his career where he's pretty close to ready to taking it over. And I think that DeJounte Murray is a great guy to have coming off the bench for them as well. So, um, yeah, couldn't agree more. Pop, pop. That's all I got to say is pop, pop. Over. Love it. If you watch Community, you know about the pop pop. Magnitude pop pop. That's that's what I'm saying. And pop pop's gonna do his thing. Uh, don't sleep on Jante. Jante Murray's a good player. They're the Spurs, man. They're not gonna be super super fun. They're not gonna be in the news that much. They're gonna win 55 games. And it, it, no one mentioned Danny Green. He's he might be, if not the best, one of the best three and D players in the league. I mean, he's a stud at what he does. There's a picture um, of, three, of Danny Green. Next to three and D in the dictionary. There should be. I mean, he is just so good at filling that role. Like, unbelievable. You give him the ball, like, spotting up, and he, you know, off the dribble, and he's just so good at drilling those threes and, and his like, defense. Also, great. literally don't ask him to do anything else. Though. No. <laughs> literally don't ask him to bounce the ball once, ever. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's no, mistake. he's allowed one bounce. One bounce? Yeah. No, one no, bounce. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> one bounce, set his feet. Cash. Well, that, I think that leads us to the Golden State Warriors. Sometimes it looks like they only take one bounce. They move the ball so damn much. But let's do the Warriors, and then we'll close it out with the Thunder and the Rockets. Golden State Warriors, the highest over-under, 67.5. I'll start by making my pick. This is their lull year. This is the Golden State Warriors' lull year. They're gonna that win. is a ballsy, ballsy guess. With Six. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant still on the they're going to have a lull. Yeah, I'm, I'm very ready to get this one wrong. I'm, like, fully accepting that I'm going to get it wrong. But I'm going to go with <laughs> At it. least you know, as long as you know. I'm going to go with it. I'm just going to say they're going to get exactly 67 wins. Like, they're that's their lull. Their lull is 67. They're going to be resting at the end of the year. They know what's good with them right now. They know what's good. So that's under for you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh... I mean, I just, I'm, I just, I, I'm just forced to take the under. That line is so high. I mean, like winning 68 games, that's so tough. And I know they have the talent to do that, and I can see them doing that. But in good conscience, I couldn't, I couldn't pick them to do that. I don't know. So I'm, I'm gonna have to go with the under too. They, they do have, they're explosive. They're gonna be fun to watch. But I, I just can't, in my right mind, hit the under over on that. Frank, what do you think? Yeah, I actually. I thought I was going to be the contrarian on this one going under, but uh, I guess I'm not. <laughs> um, I think 
every team in the in the West and in the East alike have you know we've had a while to to learn from the Warriors, see how they play, see what they do. I think this year more so than years of the past, other teams are equipped to just go out there and try and possibly outscore them one night. So I could see it happening more often than it has in the past. Not that they're you know not a special team. I still think in a in a seven game series. They're probably the best team, number one team you want to take. But uh, on any given night, you know, some teams can explode. And a lot of teams are set up to explode offensively. So I think all you uh, need to know is that I said they're going to have a lull, and I sincerely mean that. And I still think they're going to win 67 or 66 games. <laughs> like, that's all you need to know. But yeah, they're the, they're the only team. I, should have, I mean, like, the closest team to their line is 55 and a half. They're 12 wins higher than any other team in the whole league. So, like, we're all taking – we've all taken the under so far, but, like, they're still going to be the best team in the league. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah hands down. And yeah. for that reason, I'm taking the over. I'm for sure t- – I think this team wins 70-plus games. Whoa. That's so hard. Plus. Dude, they won 73 games with motherfucking Harrison Barnes. <laughs> now they got Kevin Durant for his next year, and they – they're just going to click better. They won a championship. Obviously, they're all feeling good. And granted, this team did play better when Kev- when Kevin Durant got hurt last year. I think they ripped off like 20 out of 22 games for wins. But I, I-, I see this going over. Like they- They're just going to gel from day one. I don't think they're going to lose a game until like Christmas or something. It's going to ah, be great. Bro. Swaggy P is going to blow it up, fam. He's already Hell talking no. about Hell no. not going to pass and stuff. Swaggy nah. P is blowing up the Warriors. No chance, dude. <laughs> They're just gonna tell him to rip threes in the second unit. He's gonna be like, "Really? That's all I gotta do? Is just is just spot up and hit threes?" And he's gonna be like, he's gonna buy in so quick. Bro, he <laughs> bought he bought in the day before he signed. Like that dude, literally Steve Kerr. I think there was a quote that that Nick Young said. He's like, "Yeah, I met with Steve Kerr. It was great. He told me to, like that they want me to pull and shoot threes." And I was like, yeah, absolutely. You ever watch them play, Nick Young? Like, what else would they ask you to do? <laughs> so, he's, not, uh, he's not even going to be the biggest showboat on the team because re- remember that three he missed, but he has arms out and he was already walking away, and then he was like, oh, damn. But he, now, now he's playing with Steph Curry, who shoots the ball, releases, and then, like, puts his ear up to the crowd, and they let him know that it went in. Yeah, he's goddamn ridiculous. He's the best point guard. There's going to be some great three-point celebrations on this team this year. Best point guard in the NBA, Steph Curry. Don't at me. Very simple. Don't. Do not at him. <laughs> do not at me. Uh, all right, we got two more teams left. Let's do the Oklahoma. No, let's do the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets, we're going to end with the with the Thunder. Um, Rockets, 55 and a half. Chris Paul in town. James Harden moving back from the two-guard, I guess. I don't know. Who cares? Um, Rockets, Bab, what do you think? Um, I think it's going to be under. I think it's going to be a pretty big adjustment going from just going from having James Harden running your whole offense to having Chris. I mean, I get they can split it, but I think Chris Paul is going to run it. He's like the more true point guard. Um, so I think there's going to be a little bit of time for them that they're going to have to adjust to it. So strictly for that reason, I'm going with the under. I still think they have a great system in place. They're going to score a ton of points. Um, James Harden's going to be spectacular, and but yeah, I just think it's going to take not, not that much time, a couple weeks, but uh, for that reason, it's going to cost them maybe a couple wins, and they're going to it's going to be the under. Did you guys hear what Kevin McHale said about James Harden? What he said? I heard there was beef, but I don't know what I don't know what he said. Basically, he said Kevin McHale. 
Yeah. To iterate what Frank said, he said he's not a leader and you know, he's not vocal and this and that. He doesn't take over. Um, and everyone like kind of freaked out. And then some people, and I agreed with them, they were like, when did we ever think he was a leader? Yeah. He's not a, he's not a role model. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tough, what do you think about the Rockets? Molly before playoff games is fine. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, but then I'm, 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 I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over with this team because the simple fact that they will get 48 minutes of Hall of Fame point guard play from Chris Paul and James Harden. That's it. You're going to have a Hall of Fame point guard for, for 48 minutes of that game. So I could really see this team. They won 55 games last year, and they just added Chris Paul and subtracted P-Bev, Sam Decker. So I think they won 60 games. Like I think this is like not close. I think it's a hard over. Yeah, Def, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Uh, I really like the Rockets this year. Uh, I personally don't like Chris Paul, but that's more for his like antics on the court and stuff. If you, if you I, like Chris Paul, you're probably a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, he's a sociopath. Um, but uh, besides that, um, I think, you know, having dual ball handlers got two guys that can make plays like that. Like you said, just 48 minutes of constant offense. Like, it's they're going to be impossible to guard. Um, Clint Capella is phenomenal, young center. Ryan Anderson can pull with the best of them. Eric Gordon is great for them off the bench. Trevor Ariza, good D and three guy. Um, just a very well-built team. Um, I think what's going to change the Rockets, though, or maybe more so Chris Paul than the Rockets, uh, Chris Paul finally doesn't have to be that clutch guy on his team anymore. James Harden can be, so I could see this team taking that next step really completing with the Warriors possibly down towards the end of the season. Pete, what you got? I'm thinking here. And I'm kind of torn. This is one of those teams that I was a big James Harden guy last year, and I root for him. Kind of not been a big Chris Paul guy, like a lot of people said. Like you said, you know, I'm not a sociopath, I don't think. Um, <laughs> it's that easy. That's the test. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? Like, I don't think I am. So it, it's a little bit of a weird roster. I think they're going to miss Patrick Beverly like, a little bit. But they got a great defender in Chris Paul. I just never seen Chris Paul win, like, meaningful games. Oh, like He just doesn't do it all the time. Uh, so that makes me nervous, and James Harden hasn't exactly done that all that often either. But James Harden played off the ball super well in OKC when he was a youngin. I think he can do that when he picks his spots. And the fun little uh, caveat of the Houston Rockets is downtown Bobby Brown, a little point guard in preseason, has been just pulling threes from deep. So add another guy to the list with Eric Gordon, Ariza, Harden, and Anderson, who just chuck from all over the place. Yeah, that team's going to go off. Oh, I also didn't make a pick. One of the strongest names in the league. I just wanted to shout him out. Luke Richard? Mbaa Mute. Possibly the strongest name in the league. They didn't re-sign Lou Will, did they? No, he on Clippers. Yeah, he's he's clipping. So I also didn't make a pick there. I didn't make a pick. Um, I'm going to go with a slight under. I see 54-55. All right, all right, that's fair. That's good, though. They're going to be good. Now, to end it, we got the most hype big three that's been putting up some serious numbers in this preseason. We got the Oklahoma City Thunder. The line is set at 50 and a half wins. Frank, 
And Pete, I want to defer to you both first because you're you're the resident mellow experts. What do you think is going to happen with one of the most ball dominant, high usage point guards mixed with the biggest black hole the NBA has possibly ever seen? <laughs> I'm gonna let Frank go first, but I just want to let y'all know I got a hoodie on. Hey. Oh, that's why your podcast. You've been you've been on point this episode. I was wondering what was good. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's hoodie Pete. So, okay, let's break this down real quick. Uh, real fast, I'm going to give you right now, they're smashing this over. Definitely better than 50 team, uh, fifty wins. This is one of my locks. Um, I can see them at 55 at least. Um, first of all, speaking to the, the Russell Westbrook to the black hole, uh, that is actually the perfect scenario for the Thunder. They needed a black hole from three-point land. They needed somebody to space this floor. They got exactly that. They got one of the best three-point shooters in today's NBA, especially spot up catch and shoot. Melo's phenomenal at that. Um, from what I've seen in the preseason so far, him and Melo, they've been teammates before on the U.S. national team, the Olympic team. Um, they just get it. The guy who right now is concerning to me, even though he's one of my favorite players in the NBA, is Paul George. He still doesn't seem to know exactly what his role is on this team. But I think as you know, the year passes... I think they have enough talent to bridge that gap for a little while. Paul George can just spot up, shoot, and score until he figures out what they really want him to do. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I'm smashing that over. Steven Adams, one of the better defensive centers in the league. Andre Ober- Roberson can make up for Carmelo Anthony's lack of defense. Paul George, lockdown defender when he wants to be. That team's a problem, man. Team is a problem. There's only one ball, though, Frank. There's only one ball. But People like, forget that sometimes. The cool thing, you see, again, to the point you made before, Carmelo Anthony could be a black hole if he's getting the ball with 12 seconds on the clock. The problem with him on the Knicks is he'd get the ball with 24 on the clock and he'd be sh- shooting the ball with 18 left with, you know, like a decent option to his right or to his left. With the Thunder, if he's getting the ball with like 12 to 8 seconds left on the clock, they want him to be a black hole. They want him to put the shot up. So I think Melo's going to have one of his best years as a pro this year. Hot take. Mel, yo, I'm with Frank, and I've been a Russell Westbrook critic in my NBA life. And I've basically just said, like, I love the guy. I think he's awesome. I think he's obviously a supreme talent. I didn't think he was a refined point guard and, like, team leader making everybody around him better. Like, if you listen to the podcast last year, I was adamant about that. But what, what Russell Westbrook did last year is figure out how to average a triple-double and get 10 assists every game with Alex Abrinas, Andre Roberson, Victor Oladipo, and Steven Adams. Like, that's who... He got over 10 assists with those guys. And now yeah, I was going to say, that is for sure the most impressive statistic. Like, he... Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's the thing. Like, even when I was criticizing him, I probably forgot last year, but I realize it now, thinking, like, if he's able to take over and get assists with those bums, and now he has Paul George and Melo, like... They're they're a problem. Like like Frank said, I like calling them a problem because you don't want to see them ever. Like you just don't want to go against Russ, Paul George, and Melo, ever. That's just how it is. And then you think about Russ last year. How did they struggle so bad when he sat? They were horrendous. I think what you're gonna see is um, Melo will be on the same sitting schedule as Russ because obviously Melo will play less minutes. He's a little older. Paul George, they're gonna make him be the guy when Russ rests. They're going to stagger them a little more. He's going to be the second unit guy for sure. Like, he will be the guy who hangs out with uh, Alex Abrinas, 
Raymond Felton and Terrence Ferguson and Patrick Patterson, and like Russ will get to sit for a little bit and actually be able to rest and be fresh all the time. I'm I'm hitting this over as well. Uh, I I was I thought they were over 50 wins before they got Mello, and you tell me Doug McBuckets and Enos Cantor or Mello, like I'll take Mello honestly. Like I really I'll just take them 10 times out of 10. Um, Hundred percent, I agree with that. So, they made out like bandits in that trade. They traded in. Uh, Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis for Paul George, and then they signed Russell Westbrook to that monster contract, the, the extension. Is Sam Presti, our, did he already win GM of the year? <laughs> did he win it in the summer before we even played a preseason game? I'm not even I'm not even joking. I honestly think he did. I mean, he put the MVP, he took the MVP from like a pretty bad situation where he was able to succeed against all odds and put him in a situation where now he's got everything going for him. Like that's that's a great move to especially in the offseason alone. Like Yeah, and you're telling me you trade those four players for you trade Sabonis, Oladipo, Cantor, and McBuckets for Melo and Paul George, and this team is only supposed to get three and a half games better. Yeah, so, uh, this is a this is a hard over for me. Wow, you know, and, Duff, I thought you were going to be on the under. Not going to lie. Nah, no way. They went. It's it just like I'm not a big mellow guy, and I, I really like hated mellow for most of his career. But when he plays for the Olympic team, he's obviously great, greatest Olympian of all time. Hoodie mellow and Olympic mellow are like one A, one B for best basketball players of all time. <laughs> but. <laughs> So so now he's he's playing with that sort of talent, and I don't think he's going to have a problem deferring to Russell Westbrook when he can just take games over, or he, he's going to have reliable shooters to kick out to. You can't double mellow now. You cannot double mellow and leave Paul George or Russell Westbrook open, and pe- there's going to be helpers that have to scramble if you double mellow in the post. So I, I'm definitely going to take the over with, with this team, and I'm excited. I really think Paul George is going to buy in, and he's going to be – kind of that the guy who floats between the first and second unit so he'll like come out early or earlier in the first quarter and then he'll start the second quarter kind of like clay thompson does with uh durant and curry in in golden state so uh, for sure and over yeah i'm in agreement with all of you i think uh frank said it perfectly kind of describing the mellow situation because he can be a black hole but um i think he'll be able to hide that and work around it in their offense uh, I'm, I'm a hard over as well. It sounds like we're all pretty high on the thunder. Um, Westbrook might lose some points, but don't be surprised if he averages like 14 assists, something nuts like that. Uh, they're they're going to win a ton of games. They're going to be a very scary team for everybody. And, yeah, they're going to be a hard over. You guys said everything. So now we finished the teams. We got off. We got all 15 teams in the Western Conference. And just like last podcast on the Eastern Conference, over, under, we're going to need a couple locks from everyone here. So who, who's ready to give me their two locks for the Western Conference? I got you. So we just spoke about my first lock. Well, my first lock is Thunder over. It's a hard lock on that over. I think they're going to win, like, at least 55. And uh, my second lock is going to be New Orleans Pelicans under. I just... Let's just put a dumpster fire alert on the New Orleans Pelicans. How about that? <laughs> that's that's totally fair. All right, you know what? I'll go next 
because I was going to lock in the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> as the goddamn over just to prove all you guys wrong. So I'm going to hop in. I think the Pelicans are going to be like sneaky, weird, good, but maybe not good, but I can see them going 500. So I'm locking them in over. They're going to win more than 39 and a half games. They're going to win more than 40 games. Uh, my other lock is going to be the Golden State Warriors in an under. I'm going to lock in the Golden State Warriors in an under. I just oh. don't see them winning. I don't see them winning 68 games. That's so much games, so many games to win. So lock them in at the under. That's such a like bold move, Cotton move both right there. Like <laughs> you're taking <laughs> the under on the Warriors and the over on Boogie. Like that's crazy. Don't be surprised if the Pelicans win more games than the Warriors. That's essentially what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, you know what? The more I think about it, I, I don't know. <laughs> you're up to right, something. Pete, over there. Let's Pete. Let's get away from this fucking crazy asshole in Philly real quick. <laughs> just like, give, give me a couple locks. Sees Embiid play once. Yeah, yeah. CZMB plays play once. He, he then he would be locking every other team. No, under under. Philly's going over eighty two and up. 80, 80, actually not eighty one and one. Joel said he's not playing all eighty two games, so he's got to say one. <laughs> all right, so you want me to take over from here, Duff? I'll go here. Um, I'm going to make my first lock on the Western Conference, uh, the Utah Jazz. I got to do it. I think they're good. I think they're underrated. I think their system is super legit. They don't mess around, the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert is the best center in the league. Uh, he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Last year, he should have won it, but Draymond's campaign was just too strong. Um, buy the Jazz. Just buy the Jazz. And whenever they're... Uh, if you're going to bet on basketball, like a degenerate, like I might, if the Jazz ever are underdogs with a spread of, like, six, just take the Jazz. Like, they, they keep every game close. They play sick day. And my other lock is going to be... Uh, Frank already said the, the Thunder. I kind of don't want to say the Thunder. Uh, I'm gonna lock up the Lakers. I'm gonna lock up. I'm gonna lock okay, up. Okay, you going? No, no, us. I'm wrong. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm locking up the Sacramento Kings. Twenty-seven and a half is low. I think the Suns are the worst team in the West. Uh, George Hill, Vince Carter, young guys like Heald and Fox, gonna make this team compete over twenty-seven and a half. Lock. Pete, I'm gonna let you slide on that one from now on when we make our picks, and especially if it's a lock, a goddamn lock. I need you to give it to me with emphasis and conviction. That's a good point. Yeah, just a Dean. Give me, give me a Dean Glus special there. Emphasis and conviction. Uh, oh, I so, should have, I should have locked the under on the Timberwolves. I'm a dummy. No, well, I'm glad. I'm really glad you didn't because I was trying to not pick the same thing as anyone else either, and I was gonna pick the Thunder. So Frank took that from me as well. I'm locking in the Timberwolves at an under. That's just too many games. 18 games? It's almost 20 games better. That hasn't happened since, I want to say, the big three in Boston when they added two Hall of Famers with another Hall of Famer. So, I, Can yeah, I ask you a question? What's up? Do we really not think that Jimmy Butler – I mean, also, first to point this out, Zach Levine was hurt for most of last year. So they traded a hurt piece last year with that many wins. So Zach Levine in my mind's probably maybe maybe at the max like plus five six seven right. He's probably like plus five five wins. I mean, he, they were. Okay, so I mean, you're gonna five, hate three or four. Like, you're gonna hate me for this, think, but they were better without him last year. They were. Okay, but we don't think Jimmy Butler is plus thirteen better than him. He's probably plus ten. 
Yeah, I'll give it to him by himself. He's plus ten. Plus a dozen, even if you want to be happy about it. Yeah. So that's that's what, like that's what that line is so intriguing to me. That's the closest yeah, like, in my mind. I'm, all right, Jimmy Butler. You, pro- you add Jimmy Butler, he gives you ten more wins, and you're still eight wins away. I, I just think the problem is people still think Jamal Crawford's like a super impactful player. He's just not. He's not. He's like, a corpse. Like Tyus Jones yeah, is there. I'm, I'm not even so much on him. I like I like Jeff Teague. I like Jeff Teague on that team. I think Jeff Teague's a great fourth option. Like He plays the fourth option role well. I, th- I think this, I just worry about depth with this team. Like You're right. really going to rely on Taj Gibson for minutes? Tyus Jones is trash. Jamal Crawford's a, a corpse. Like I, I just don't see any sort of bench play from this team. They're going to be really good in crunch time. They're going to be really good to start the game, but I'm just worried about the second and third quarter when they got to bring those rotation guys in. Like, other teams might pull away, especially the good teams like the Warriors and other teams that have good, really good depth. Any given okay. night, you don't want to see that starting five. You don't want to see the starting five. That's easy to say. But then after that, it's real, real sketchy. No, I just wanted more, like a little bit more of an explanation because to me that was like the hardest one in my opinion, and I had it the opposite way, and you're locking it the other way. Well, so, we uh, we've yeah. talked about it a little bit. You got Carl Towns, still not tremendous defensively. Obviously, great offensively, but not tremendous defensively. Andrew Wiggins looks disengaged on defense at times. Like mm-hmm. we've at Kansas, we've seen. We saw flashes of him just being a freak athlete and locking people down possession to possession, but then he would just kind of space out and he just doesn't he, he he just doesn't care as much. But if he buys in and becomes more of a defensive player, more of a rebounding defender, then maybe they get to forty eight games, but it's still not going to push him to forty nine. I'm so I just don't see that happening. Yeah, thirty wins to fifty wins is just crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Am I fair? My other lock is the Memphis Grizzlies. I got them at under. I just don't think this team has very much to offer just in general. I don't see it. So they got Mike Conley. The coach is a lot of fun. Will Chandler Parsons stay on the court? I don't know. Will Marcus Gasol be so impactful that they're going to hit 500? I don't think so. Uh, Tyreek Evans is just floating around, not really doing much. He has no knees. He has no knees. Mario Chalmers is coming off of, what, a torn Achilles? Yeah. Yeah, and I, there's Mario just not a, lot. not a lot. There's a, Mario Chalmers <laughs> should not be on the court. She'll be locked in the closet in the fourth quarter. <laughs> in the fourth quarter of a Miami <laughs> basketball game. Um, quick throwback to Saturday Night Live. That was one of the best, Steve. That was the best Stephen A. Uh, in, impression of all time. So funny. <laughs> that was like peak. That was peak first take. That was when it was so bad it was fantastic. That was like that was must must like hate watch TV. Yeah. That was yeah. oh it was yeah. so good. You picked your side and you just went at it. I mean that's what they're still trying to do. I think we're just old enough and not as dumb. <laughs> but I think we had a lot of fun, man. I, uh, we agreed more on the Western Conference, I think, than the East, which is interesting because there's more uh, parity, if you will. There's more talent, but we agreed on a lot more stuff. Uh, we had only four or five. I think we had five agreements across the board in the Eastern Conference. And I'm doing a quick look over here. And I'm seeing at least seven. But I also can't count. I think there's just more more teams that we just know what we know what those players are. Like, we know what Westbrook and George and Melo are. We know what the Warriors are. We know what the Rockets are. 
for the most part, I mean, they're adding a Hall of Fame point guard, so I can't imagine them really getting worse. San Antonio Spurs are always good. The Trailblazers, not much has changed. I, I just think this, it's just easier to get a read on these teams because the Western Conference is the actual NBA. Well, I also Eastern uh, Conference is the G League. I also straight up lied. There's actually only three that we all agreed on. So I just made up that stat in my head, lied about it, but I checked myself and I, I wrecked myself too. Whatever. You check yourself before you wreck yourself fully. No, nah, no, nah, you got to wreck yourself and then check yourself. It's all about yeah. self awareness. Yeah, all right, I feel that. Better <laughs> to ask for forgiveness than permission. That's what I'm saying. Well, anyways, <laughs> did you guys have fun with these over-unders? We promised that the rest of these episodes of the NBA Outsiders aren't going to be quite as long, but we're going through every team, each conference. This is a lot of stuff. But you guys have fun with this one today? Hell yeah. We're always excited to talk basketball. We got to talk about every team. I just want some mother-effing games to start, please. Oh, we're l- can't wait for It's only less than a week. Tuesday. Tuesday. It's less than a week. We're yep. so damn close. Yeah, man. Can't wait. And I will now read uh, our review, our new review on the Sports Blog New York podcast, shouting out the NBA Outsiders. So, uh, friend of the show, Hydration Junkie Twenty Two, put quote friggin' awesome. This is a fantastic podcast. Pete does a tremendous job staying up to date, not only with New York sports, but also pertinent <laughs> pertinent national news. Using some big words for a Hydration Junkie, very knowledgeable. Yeah, Mark. He's gotten a lot smarter since college, I think. I think having a job has really cleared his mind. He said he's very excited for the NBA Outsiders pod to get going. Well, it's going, brother, so you better start listening. Uh, We appreciate every single listener. I mean, for real, uh, we know we're not the biggest podcast uh, by any means, but we're here to have some fun, talk hoops, clown around, and also spit some knowledge. And I just want to put Mark on the spot here real quick before we we even discuss it with him. We're definitely going to take a trip up to Boston at some point to catch a Celtics game and just visit him. Yeah, but we're also gonna get him on the pod one time when we go up there. Hopefully, so I hope I hope he hears this, and I hope he's getting ready for it. I hope he hears this, and I hope he knows that we're using him to go to Celtics games. Hundred percent. I think that's that's good. He, he wants friends. We want Celtics tickets. Come on, Mark. We can make this work. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming on again. Well, Pete Duff, Frank, and Bab will be back uh, probably next week, sometime in the middle of the week, because the season starts. So we got to figure out if we're gonna do. A launch before the first game, maybe midweek after the first night of games. We'll figure it out, but we're bringing you some great content week in, week out. NBA Outsiders give you what you want. Uh, so stay tuned for next week. Don't forget to leave a rating and review like our man Marky Mark up from Boston. Uh, and shout out NBA Outsiders. Peace, y'all.